Gap episode 13. Um, I'm here. We recording live from Dubai. I'm with my OG, JK, Jupac, Jules the Jeweler. Um, you know, I got a bunch of nicknames for him today. Um, I'm your other host, Yates, Ryan Yates. Um, man, I got a, I got a confession to make. <laughs> I got a confession to make, man. Man, this is actually, we're actually recording a lot later than we normally do. Um, we recorded once this week, actually, with a special guest episode. And, man, that energy was amazing. Don't you think, Coach? Like, we had, the guest was amazing. Um, the episode was uh, probably our best ever. Like, I was so excited. Um, but... Oh man. It, I, I'm I'm almost at a loss for words, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ethan. Ethan, you're not the only one. No, no, but look, I, I did press the record button. So, you know, Coach and I, we starting this this podcast off on the humble. So, you know, we we are we're borrowing equipment when we can. Um shout out to Collective. Abdella. Um they're they're letting us hold some equipment to record the audio when we can. Um, there was some trouble with the sound the first episode that we had coming back, but um, this last one, it took about 20, 30 minutes for me to get the sound right. Finally got it right. And, I, and we were recording and all good. We recorded over two hours. The next day, I went to go edit the podcast, and it was only two minutes and 58 seconds of the 202 hours that we did. Man, I, I wanted to cry. I was stressed out. Like I had this whole marketing plan ahead. Like I was already ready. Like, man, we going some places. Like our guest was spectacular. She, he or she was killing it. You know, I was like, man, I was hurt. Coach would tell you, like he had to come down and say, tear I was hurt. Cause I just knew. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna have to take this the next couple of days. Yeah. We need to be in studio right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my my facial expressions would 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 tell the whole story. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now without getting upset again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we always tell our our young boys in here in Dubai, our young ladies that that work with us, it's it's gonna be ebbs and flows. It's gonna be bumps and bruises, especially when you're in a new place. Like things were flowing real solid for us with the podcasting. And this is, you know, we've had a couple of bumps and bruises. And as I say, like, this is completely new. So for me, you know, some things happen. But, like, I, I hate making the same mistake twice. I, I won't. So now that I know, you know, and it didn't cost us as much. Let's say later down the road when we're at episode 55, 60, and, you know, maybe it's some moolah involved. That's a whole different thing. So now we know better. So we can do better. But I take that one. I like how easily you dismiss this. We, it didn't cost us much. You know how old I am? It's costing me time. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got much left. I'm trying to make the most of it. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. But you got to know you like to talk. But I, I, I got to take it. Like, I got to apologize to the guests. You know, I, um, we got to make some things happen so we can make that 
come to fruition again, God willing. But I feel like it's going to happen. And the next time, it'll be bigger and better, bigger and better. But man, but we back, though. You know, we don't soak. We get back up. We keep fighting. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Nah, we, we, we don't just lay in it. We get out. We dust it off. And we fight Man, I'm, I'm going to keep moving, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be disgruntled about everything for sure. No, I, I expect that. I've been knowing you for like 15 plus years. So that's cool. I, you know, it's like sweat. Just let it roll off my back, man. But it's it. I, I, I did mess that up. But we're here, though, guys. We're here. Episode 13, Bridging the Gap. A young OG, OG. Um, you know, this is, if you're new to the podcast, this is a 20-year-old age difference in perspective, um, experience. You know, we, we put this together because there aren't enough conversations had between our, our OGs and our young OGs, and, and that's leaving a lot of information, let, um, you know, unprocessed. Um, it's leaving a lot of opportunity to put to the side from us to learn from both sides. So the blessing here is that my OG, I've been knowing him since I was 15, you know, 14. So we, we've been having these conversations for years. Um, and he's always taught me things and I've learned from him. So here we are making them happen. You know, we're now business partners in Dubai, building a basketball business called Hoop Mountain Dubai. Um, it's a, it's a hell of a journey. It's fun. Um, and as you can see, we, we go through everything in real time together, ups and downs. It gets ugly. And, you know, I have my time and he has his. But we're here checking, though, OG. How you feeling? We just finished a long Saturday. Saturday is usually the day that we're in the gym for about eight hours straight, eight to 12 hours straight. And um, it's just us two doing that. You know, sometimes Ethan is there with us, but it's just us two. So, you know, that grind is different. How you feeling right now, though? I'm I'm surviving. <laughs> I just want to be real with everybody. I don't want to put, you know, I don't want to be fake. It's Saturdays are long days for us, and, you know. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, so oftentimes we come in and we get a chance to relax. But now we, you know, we back in the studio unexpectedly, <laughs> and um, you know, this isn't by choice. So you know. What gets me excited is the fact that I can speak to someone else and talk about some things that are going on right now other than Coach Ryan and because um, I probably want to kill him <laughs> at the moment. But no, I'm I'm you know, I'm always I'm always happy to talk for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's love. Your body feeling all right though. We we got a little a little bump in today, put some shots up for the first time in a while. Yeah. It's got I'm okay. I feel good. I feel good. Right. You know I need that. Three times, four times a week. The elliptical, treadmill, all that stuff, that don't really do it for me. Yeah, as, as hoopers, just that running in place and then running outside, it don't, it don't get the same, it don't get the same sweat, that same feel like you accomplished stuff afterwards, you know? But yeah, you guys that are in the UAE and our listeners, you stay tuned. Um, cause coach and I are definitely going to get in the gym some more. And if you've heard the podcast up to now, you know, coach is a basketball mind, a heavy one. So you're going to, we're going to, do some things so you can see what it's like to be in a, in a workout with Coach King. Um, I'm feeling all right, feeling good. Like I said, I'm I'm about to start a detox this week. You know, complete detox and restart. Um, you know, get my my immune system, digestive system, a chance to really fight fight these things that floating around in the world, so we can we can survive. But uh, I'm feeling solid, 
tired too, but you know, we're here. And just to point out, our studio is his apartment. So I he just gonna roll over to the bed a little bit. So we ain't got no real studio yet, but soon come. All right. And this this has been uh even though we've had to re-record within this week, you know, there's been of um there's been a lot of passing of our legends. Um we one Larry King. Larry King passed. Larry King. Um you know, salute to him. You know, thank you for your time. For um, sure. Occupied a lot of our late nights man. with some interesting, you know, conversations. Especially your, especially with your generation, your age. You know, for, for sure. me, I was like a young bugger attached to the mom's hip, so she she controlled the remote. You know how that is. <laughs> you don't get no control over what it goes to. Just so happens she also loves sports, but she, <laughs> when she wanted to see something, you had to watch. So Larry King was was a part of that rotation. For sure, for sure, it's amazing. Um, you know, with with the COVID situation and and uh, people losing loved ones every day, and then some of our you know most famous icons passing, and um, you know, and just knowing that you can't really get a chance to mourn them because you got to make sure you know you, we're focusing on survival right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And what's what's tough is that um, speaking of the COVID, they, I believe that he didn't, Larry King didn't pass from COVID. But he had beaten COVID, and, and eventually he passed from a, you know, a lung infection. They said that um, not verbatim taking it, but he was fight. He had fought it. Now his body had done so much to fight that off. It just didn't have enough to, to you know, to hold off. But you know, one beautiful thing is that he did get to live a long life. You know, um, probably felt quick. But again, rest in heaven, rest in peace, Larry King. Our condolences to his love to his loved ones, and we have to acknowledge him because of the space that we're in now. You know, right. podcasting is still new, but you know, at, at its fundamental um, actions, it's still broadcasting. And right. Larry King is one of those pioneers, right? And then we have um, one of our black legends, our black women that we love. You know, that has been here since 1920s. <laughs> you know, Cicely Tyson, the ever so elegant, glamorous Cicely Tyson passed at age 96. Yeah, may, may she rest in peace, man. Just, you know, when you talk about black excellence, it doesn't get any better than that. And, uh, you know, being born in the 1920s and being a uh, Hollywood icon, you, you can you know she's been through some ups and downs for sure, some struggles that we can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. And for her to come out on top, you know, being black and a woman in Hollywood. Gangster. She's so graceful every time too. Yeah. Every time. For sure. Anybody my age listening, just think about hoodlum. <laughs> the queen has spoken. And you will know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. I mean, she started in Roots, right? She was in Roots as yep. well. Like, yep. and you know, my some of my generation might know her from Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> Talk about the range. That's Stop. different. That's different. We, 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 That's shout different. out to. Tyler Perry, he's providing a lot of African-Americans jobs, yeah. but let's not talk about some of those movies. No, not for sure. For <laughs> sure, for sure. But, man, that's what. But, yes, rest in peace to the great Cicely Tyson. Um, we're thankful for what you left behind and your legacy. You know, I have a young niece, so, you know, your legacy will be one that she can look to whenever she needs comfort or inspiration. So, thank you. Um, and then... 
we had so this is Saturday the twenty the January thirtieth. Um, you know, January twenty sixth was the anniversary of Kobe's passing. Um, you know, you know how huge of an influence being was for me, from our bro. Um, what is your, we wouldn't give this, we don't want to keep this somber. We want to give more about a tribute, more about your, your fondest memory, you know, like what it is that about Kobe that you appreciate and pass on. Just, I'm going to say when Kobe kind of went away from the mimicking MJ identity. And then don't, when I say this, everybody, don't think that I'm saying that Kobe was just trying to be like Mike his entire career. Everybody at the age of 18, 19, 20 was trying to be Mike. And why not? He was the, he was considered excellence in the NBA. And when Kobe let his hair grow out, mm -hmm. had like a little fro, that's when you knew he was taking on his own identity mm -hmm. and, and doing things in his own likeness. And, um, and just him being a, just a wild guy, man, on the lead, on the floor, uh, you know, as a rookie and a first year player and just not caring, not giving an F, if you know what I mean. You know, people talk about those air balls that he shot. Yeah, he shot them, but you know what? He keeps shooting them if he's open. Yeah. And, and having that kind of mentality is what made him who he is today. Yeah, you had the t you were, you played in Philly. You had a chance to be around him when he was young, right? Had a chance to meet him one time. Um, it wasn't so much a, you know, a, you know, we're, you know, a big introduction or anything like that. But he was coming up to uh, um, to play one time, and uh, you know, you could just tell uh, if anybody's ever seen. Um, What's the movie The Last Dragon? <laughs> my man, my man finally found his true powers. Yeah. And he had that glow all around him. And that's what Kobe had, man. You knew, even though we were a little older than him, you just knew, like, yo, this guy, he's definitely going straight to the league. Yeah. He's definitely gonna make an impact. And he knows it. Mm -hmm. So um it was very, very interesting for yeah. sure. Yeah. Last year was crazy finding out, right? Because you and I were both here. We were here figuring out what we were trying to figure out through everything. And, you know, I, I know you had uh, got the information and it hit you hard as it hit me. And I remember that night having to, like, go and take a walk at 2 a.m. in the morning because it didn't make sense. Because here it was still early. It was late because it's an eight-hour time difference. Yeah. Kobe was – Kobe's one of those guys – listen, man – the man tore his Achilles and walked off the court on his own accord. After hitting his free throw. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, when you hear rumors of Kobe uh, passing away, you're just like, nah, it, it could, it ain't Kobe. It's somebody else. Right. Oh, he's going gonna to find a way to make it through. Right. And so, you know, and but once you start hearing stories of it was his daughter involved and some other families that were on, you know, a part of his team, then it started to sink in that, man, we were, you know, some some iconic figures lost their lives, you know, some some really good families lost their lives, you know, going to do something so um so pure. Yeah. You know, you're going to a little league girls game. Yeah. You know? And just, you know, you're just trying to avoid, you know, some of the traffic and get there and get there on time and and just one simple mistake change yeah. your lives forever. Change your family's lives forever. Yeah. And it, it still has left a huge like impact on the world. Like it still doesn't feel like it's real. Um, but 
I, I remember even on that day, I didn't realize it was the day that he had passed, but something just felt different. You right. know, I talked to my mom early. It was like five in the morning back home and she answered. And I was like, this is crazy. You know, I talked to my little brother for a while. You know, him and I are Kobe fans from you know, like diapers. Like we've been, <laughs> we just been there forever. So and my boys hit me up and we talked. And like, you all right? And then I was like, you know, it's a different space now. You right. know, like true, true Kobe guys, true Kobe fans. They understand that, you know, Kobe always talk about leaving y'all. You know, you don't have as much time as you may think, so make sure you're using it to your greatest advantage. So, you know, it it was just a different air. And even throughout this week, with me missing the recording and all these other things, it's just like roll with the punches. Right. You just gotta keep making it happen. So I appreciate the moments that we've had and the moments that I got to share. I mean, one of my favorites is my mom got me, well, it's two. My mom got me tickets during his farewell tour when he was going around. He got my brother and I tickets when his last game in DC. And we got great seats, recorded it the whole time. I'm talking, I was hyped. It was, I was in the middle of grad school, drove out for it. Hard to find a parking space in DC. Terrible. <laughs> All the time. But my mom works um, in a building not too far from it. So, she was like, look, I can get you a parking space. Let's get right here. We got to be here on time, though. And you guys know what it is driving through downtown D.C. And I had the old Grand Marquis. That thing was, you know, it was around, but it was pushing. So we got there. We went to the seat. And, like, the whole arena was Lakers fans. Everybody in there was chanting Kobe. Kobe put up 30. Kobe performance. And John Wall was killing, too. Had 30 and, like, 12 assists. And the, and the fans in D.C. were booing him. You never appreciated him. You didn't deserve him. <laughs> but definitely would like to have him back. Absolutely. But, you know, Kobe just went out great. And then my second one was I got to go to Cali when they were retired in his jersey. I couldn't get in because his tickets were sold out. But they had this thing called Kobe Land, like his own little amusement park type thing right in front of Staples. So I was there, and that's that that energy there, and to be around so many people in LA, especially especially to see how he like impacted everybody. That was that was dope for me. So, you know, rest in peace, Mama. Rest in peace, Gigi. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace to the, all the Abatelli family. Um, you know, your legacy lives on. Um, but you know, that's I talk about great influences for me. Um, Kobe, Nipsey. You know, Muhammad Ali, like people like that, mom, uncle, you know, all those things. But for you, um, you know, we talk about John Cheney. And I guess just last night, I actually found out before you, I think. And I sent you the message the same way you kind of told me about Kobe. I sent you the message and it's like, yo, John Cheney just passed. Um, and those of you who don't know, Coach, Coach, uh, Coach Julian, Coach King, some people may know him. He played for Temple University. Um, this is 90, 90, 90, 92 through 95. 92 through 95. And, um, you know, that was his, he played with the Aaron McKee and Eddie Jones and, and under John Chaney doing his, his hot reign. So a huge impact on you right there, big guy. Yeah. Um, you know, any, any coach back then, um, that you went to go play for, uh, especially coming from my situation, you know, was a father figure to you. You know, those guys were, you know, they were at certain colleges and universities for, you know, 20 plus years. So they were a part of the institution. And uh, John Chaney was a, was a coach, you know, a great coach in terms of, you know, on the court, 
but an even an even better man off the court in terms of the life lessons that he taught you every day. And, you know, he demanded excellence from you, you know, all across the board. And it's just to make you a better person. And I haven't met I haven't met many people that have that have come through his program that didn't lead better people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for him to to pass away is it was definitely um Definitely a rough spot last night because as soon as you told me, I, I started getting a flood of messages from former teammates, friends, people around the community, people around the program. And it was just tough because, you know, everybody knew Coach was old. He had some issues with his health um, every now and then. But uh, in your mind, you're just like, man, Coach ain't dying. Hmm. Like, coach, coach is going to pick a number. And he's going to live to that number. Then he's going to tell us when he's ready to go, <laughs> you know? So, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, I'm glad that he's, you know, he's moving on to a better place, but I'm going to miss him. You know, uh, people, some people know that I went there, but I transferred, but even though I transferred, I was still showing the same love. Um, anytime I was around my former teammates went back on campus. And even when I got a chance to see coach a few years ago, um, I told Coach Ryan the story a few days ago that I hadn't seen Coach in 24, 25 years. And like I said, I transferred. And even though he's get, he was getting up in age, he recognized me right off the bat from a distance. Yeah. And it was just like it was just like yesterday, you know, the conversation that we had and everything. And that's when I knew that like that old man definitely was a piece, was a part of every player that he had. Mm-hmm. And we are a part of him, you know, and you talk about legacy living on, you know, a lot of guys that came through his program are doing great things, you know, in the world today because of him, you know, some in the, some in the limelight, some not, but they're doing great things daily for, you know, the youth and, uh, and helping mold men, you know, out of boys. Yeah. I mean, shout out to John, Mr. Coach John Chaney. Um, I know for me, just being able to see John Chaney and John Thompson on TV, right? And just being able to be around John Thompson um, at, at, at any given time, was just seeing him at a Kennedy League game was impactful for me. You know, I didn't, even when I was young, I remember seeing John Chaney on the sideline at games, not really knowing who he was, but I always remember if I'm sitting watching the game, my mom, my mom was strategic with stuff. She just leaves stuff on TV and I know it's on. Like I remember seeing him going up and down the sideline screaming, yelling. I remember seeing those, you know, those post-game interviews and hearing about it. Um, and then being able to interact with you and having you been an influence in my life and you having story after story after story. And you talked about how John Chaney always had a story for you after everything. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm sure he'll be looking down. And he's just, he is proud of every every player he's come across that's been able to take the lessons he's taught and, and pass them on. You know, we need more of that. We definitely need more of that. Right. For sure. Yeah. So that's a little rest in peace to, to the legendary John Chaney. Um, 2021, baby. But again... You know, luckily, those individuals we talked about got to live full lives. For sure. You know, if anything, people, let's make sure we take heed and, and follow in those same directions, you know. Um, but let's lighten the mood a little bit. You know, I, I think uh, 
we've talked, we, you and I have a talk today. We've had talked last few weeks probably about like movies and stuff. <laughs> and as as you guys know, like Coach and I are multifaceted. So right as as of right now, we're talking a lot about hoops and things. But when we talk about bridging the gap, that's with everything. That's with music. That's with movies. That's with pop culture. That's with all types of stuff. And we're gonna do more of those things as we expand. But you know, we talked about different um, actors and stuff today. Um, we're going to play a, a, this, a little game, this or that. You know, mm-hmm. you got to choose one or the other. Uh, we're just going to do a small one. Then we're going to talk about some of the underwhelming guys there. But I'm going to start off with a heavy hitter. We're going Morgan Freeman or Samuel L. Jackson. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Those That's are the voices. Tough. Yeah. Now, I mean, man. They both do voices. Yeah. You know, you know, Morgan might yeah. be a little more iconic, you know. Yeah. But, you know, uh, they both do comedy. They both do uh, drama. I mean, they do action. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Yeah. You got to pick one, though. You got to pick one. Got to pick one. Yeah. Man. I'm probably going to go with Sam. Yeah. I'm probably going to go with Sam. Yeah. You know, Morgan, Morgan's going to... He's gonna hit hard with the older generation. Mm-hmm. Sam, I mean, Sam's got the older generation, the younger generation. Everybody knows Sam. Yeah, Sam can give me a good blend of some hood stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that he can get you in that upper echelon acting, and then he can get you with some of those like you know that that's uh, uh, what's that Black Snake Mall. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he got some wild. Shout out to Sam because Sam Sam works. Sam works. Sam works. It's a good movie, bad movie. He's in it. Yeah. You know, I just. I got one for you, though. Go ahead. Jamie Foxx or Will Smith? I mean, this is in in, in totality, like who they are, like. Where are you going with? You know it? I'm going. You know I'm going with Mr. Fox because yeah. you know I, I talked about Will Smith. I think was it early day or yeah, two yeah, today for sure. Will Smith has gotten a lot better with his, <laughs> his acting. Jamie Fox can do anything. Jamie, great. Anything. If you guys haven't seen Ray, yeah, <laughs> go watch Ray and then go look up some documentaries of Ray for Charles for sure. And you'll you'll think there's twin brothers. Right, right. And what's crazy is if you, you can even take it further than that and go look at Jamie Foxx's stand-up. Jamie Foxx's, his stand-up playing the piano, singing, having you laughing, like yep. different. He got, blame it on the ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got number one hits, too, on top of that. Like, what? Mm. I go, yeah. I, and I like the solo. As you talk about Ray. So, yeah. Oh, he he knocked that out the park. Forgot about that. Yeah, Forgot about he that. knocked that one out the park. Yeah, yeah. The only thing we've seen Will really get really dramatic in is maybe seven pounds or something like that. But yeah. that, but those they didn't hit. What you mean, like, pursuit of happiness? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was a tough one too. It is it dope because he had Young Jaden in there. Yeah, but boy, him Jaden have made some bombs. <laughs> That After Earth, man. Oh, I was, yeah. I didn't I'm a sci-fi that. guy. Don't watch it, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I wasn't even going to do it. All right. <laughs> so let's get into the funnies then. Okay. You're going Chris Rock, right? Or you're going Dave Chappelle? Oof. 
I'm going Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle show, just that alone. Uh-huh. That's after I've seen half baked. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm just like the Chappelle show, there probably isn't one skit that wasn't funny. I mean, I thought in Living Color was funny because you know that was my time when Living Color was on Fox. Dave Chappelle knocks that out the park. Like it's it's not even close. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's let's get into some movies then. Okay. We talked about some of these before, but you know, it's we can double back. We can double back. We're gonna load down Dirty Shame or Major Pain. And now you had time to really think about it. Let's really I, come on, man. It's not even debate, it's major pain. Man. It's major pain, man. Come on. You know, I'm going to pick major pain, too, because it's it's similar to how prep school was for me. <laughs> it's a real similar real similar to how prep school was. And it was in Virginia. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it was, in, it was filmed in Virginia. So that's it. when I heard that, I was like, oh, that hit. That hit. Okay, we're going. This is an old school one, so I got to throw a bone for your crowd. Okay. School days or get on the bus. We talked about it, but you know, I I don't know if you really got the sat and remember what school or get on the bus bus was. I know, man. They and they were, you know, it's something that they were doing that was historic in in our culture, you know, in, on a greyhound in, 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 in American. I know why you don't like the greyhound bus, <laughs> but the school days was the first yeah. of its kind. Mm-hmm. The first we were talking about what goes in goes on inside of the black culture at the HBCU itself Man. and and the and the different disparities there and the you know and the resentment towards certain people and yeah. the clashes and colorism I mean, and everything. So I'm going with I'm going with school days. You know why I'm going school days? Because of, of EU. Uh, Sugar Bear. You know, for those of you who don't know, the go-go band that was playing in the movie was going, wow. That's straight from Alexandria. Well, in front of the city, but he he was an um, employee or he was one of the teachers at T.C. Williams in my high school. So it was always dope to see Sugar Bear. Yeah. And they'd be like, yo, you was really? Yeah, I was there. Young <laughs> I was like, man, that's dope. All right. Now we're going. We, we did Jamie Foxx show with Fresh Prince. Man, Jamie Foxx show or Fresh Prince? Jamie Foxx's show was funnier. Yeah. But the Fresh Prince is what we needed. Right. And so it was funny, but it, it had a lot of life lessons in it. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with Fresh Prince. See, I'm, I'm going with Jamie Foxx because of his friends. Because <laughs> of the friends he had when he was doing the jingles and all that. <laughs> it was more really closer to what I was gonna have in my life than than, uh, than Jazzy. But you're right though. That was a that was a good little hit. And Jamie could break down into the singing at any moment. Right. right. That joint was dope. And Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> we know some Braxtons for sure. For sure. For sure. That's legendary. Braxton has some wild roles too. I think he was in a couple of them black exploitation movies playing gangsters. <laughs> but I've seen him in a couple of Jim Brown movies while sure out. Was. Yeah. Oh, man. It ain't never black. looked the same. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Now we got our okay. House party or sister act two? I'm going house party, man. Yeah, I'm going sister act two. You know what I'm saying? When they got the, you know, Mary had a little lamb. When Lauren Hill got the singing. <laughs> yeah, when when young boy was was finally got his confidence and, and Whoopi Goldberg was like tightening it up. Man, come on, man. House party, man. Yeah, that's it. But listen, though, though that's one of the wildest concepts ever. How you go from a Vegas showgirl singing to a nun <laughs> with protective custody. That was crazy. Now we got 
All right, love in basketball or love Jones? Ooh. Love Jones was good. And you look, you look more like a notebook type of dude. You probably don't like neither one of these. <laughs> love Jones was good. Yeah. But man, I'm a hooper. Yeah. And that and that love in basketball was it was more realistic, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I'm going with that. See, I'm not going with love in basketball because it gave it gave a lot of girls who don't hoop. They think you just, I'll play you for your heart. No, you can't. <laughs> shut up. Don't step out here. You can't hoop. Like, just relax. You know, chill out. I'm going Love Jones. Okay. You know, I got I got some Darius Love Hall in me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can see a little bit of that. And and Nia, Nia, Miss oh, Nia. Miss Nia. Yeah, Miss Nia. Miss Nia. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Lord. She's bow-legged. Thank you, Lord. Like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, man. thank you for sure. All right, we got to set it off and, and waiting to, waiting to exhale. Let, let me throw this in real quick about that house party thing, man. Uh-oh. How can we not? How can we not? Robin Harris, man. Oh, yeah. That was one of his last roles. Man, yeah. come on, man. Like, Robin Harris G. Come man. on, man. That whole baby kids thing was... Crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Stand up crazy too. All right, we gotta set it off away next time. You know I'm gonna set it off. Yeah. I'm gonna set, you know, yeah. just just the way Latifah went out of the air was a gangster. And the fact that, you know, yes, what they were doing was illegal, but it was a situation where they they had to do whatever they needed to do to get get into a better space. Man. You know what I'm saying? And it was tough, you know? And they sound, both soundtracks are fire, too. Oh, for sure. Both soundtracks are legendary. And you guys, you know, we music buffs, too. But that stuff was crazy. Yeah. But I know you like the fact that Stoney got away. <laughs> Stoney sure. got away. Yeah, we had to get we had to get something. Yeah. See, I, I'm going, I'm going to wait and exhale. Like, like. I love, I love set it off too. I, I know the, the, the fellas might get at me, but that way to exhale cast. Yeah, the cast was cr- crazy, yeah. and, and and the depiction of each different type. It was, it was, it was. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, the reason I was set off because that was something different yeah. with a good cast of of, of black actresses. Way to exhale. We've had nothing of that caliber. We yeah. had similar before, though. Yeah, but, but set it off. We ain't had nothing where they just went gangster. Gangster so. the whole time. No, it was, it was dope. But um, all right, let's get into some singing. All right, we're gonna go Anita Baker or Sade. Yeah, and as for y'all to know, like, like I've been around OG for a long time. For a long time. I mean, we've been on road trips before. And coming back from trips, he's put on Sade and then been upset with me because I fall asleep. But anyway, you know, both of these are heavy in there. And I just had an Anita Baker uh, day about three days ago, so I just let it all ring. I'm going to say I'm going with Anita just because... I started with Anita in high school. Yeah, that's wild too. Listening to Anita Baker coming back from road trips in high school. <laughs> yes. And them Georgia back roads? Yes. And then, you know, hey, 
after you just take a lump. How y'all used to listen to music back then? Man, we had, you know, we had, this, they had know, shut up, man. <laughs> I ain't afraid to say we had the Sony disc, man. You know what I'm saying? I was about to say, did y'all, like, eight tracks was only for cars, Come or did y'all, like, carry them in Come the on, briefcase man. or something? We had the Sony disc, man. I had the no, the no skip joint. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I, I wasn't sure. All right. Here we go. We got Prince or Michael Jackson. And God bless the dead. Man. Oh, man, I'm gonna go with Mike. I'm gonna go MJ. Yeah, I'm gonna go MJ just because MJ had more hits that appealed to me than than Prince. Prince, he had I didn't like his whole catalog, but there were a couple albums with MJ. I just played it from beginning to end. Yeah, I'm going MJ. See, I don't. I think, um, and I know a lot of the generation really be split between this because everybody talk about how Prince was. Prince played every instrument on his album for sure. He, he everything top to bottom. Like he was music musically, he was a, a different type of genius, right? But I wasn't. Um, I definitely watched Purple Rain though. Oh, no doubt, Apollonia. Oh, come on, man. I'm just... Apollonia, but um, I'm gonna I'm go with MJ too, just because I young MJ got a, that Jackson Five got a hold in my life too. You know, I'm definitely choosing Purple Rain over the Wiz though. <laughs> yeah, he's tripping on that one. You know? It was, it was <laughs> Diana Ross though. Yeah, I mean, Diana Ross was great, but Purple Rain was come on, man. Yeah, different. Just, first different. of all, what was, what, what was old boy name? Um, the other dude that was what was his name? Um, the other artists on there. That was uh oh my gosh. Oh man. You gotta bridge the guy for me, man. Oh my god. I can i I'm looking at him me right too. now. He got the same little little cut. Bopping down the street with that little uh -huh. suit on. Oh man. I don't even want to look it up because I should know this. Oh man. It's like uh uh, uh it's a crew too. Yeah, it's um, his crew. Is it, I about to say Zach Morris Day. Morris Day. Yeah, yeah and Morris Day. Yeah, and the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, for those of you that are my age and you were watching Purple Rain back then, not only was Apollonia bad and you know Prince bad rolling around on a big motorcycle and all that stuff, but man. Nobody knew that there were black people walking around Minneapolis like that and yeah. having their own clubs and stuff. That's the music scene. So yeah. he he shed a light on that city for yeah. sure. No, that's dope. We were just talking about Minneapolis too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about off air. All right, this is a good one for you, Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass. You know, I'm going Teddy. Yeah, that's a tough one, though. Love that's TKO, tough... man. Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you got to tell them the story how I used to sing it. Yeah, <laughs> he's singing it on the way to the to the club. Listen, me and my boy Debo, Daryl Hardy, coming back from practice in Switzerland, singing Teddy Pendergrass, Love TKO. He's 6'8", 240. <laughs> I was about 6'6", six, six, like about 220. And, you know, we in the car singing, you know, and then probably at the third or fourth time, we realized, yo, we can't, we too big to be in the car singing this in broad daylight. You know what I'm saying? So we need to tone it down and put on some Tupac or something. But, man, but when, that, when that Teddy would come on, man, that just changed the whole mood, Listen, man. yo, going from Teddy to Tupac is a wild transition. <laughs> I'm going to go with, it's a tough one for me. It's a tough one because Teddy is smooth. Dude, he bad. He a bad dude. And and my uncle, my other OG, 
Uncle Rose is from from Philly. And you know, I I I get it. I understand. I understand to the like that Teddy P is different. Teddy's smooth dude. Will in the wheelchair is still getting it too. Getting it. But yeah. I'm I'm going with Marvin. Marvin. It just it just it, it, it just today. Tomorrow I might say Teddy. But today I'm going with Marvin. And I'm probably gonna play Marvin Gay all day tomorrow. And I ain't mad at you. Yeah, at all. Yeah, at all. Listen, I'm going I have like a part of my um, you know, my my goals going forward and my big house and things is I my man cave gonna be different, right? I'm gonna have like two kind of I'm gonna have a little library. You know, I'm big on my books, got a whole bunch of them, but I'm gonna have another section with just vinyls. So when I'm drinking my wine or whatever I'm doing sitting there, when I'm age old, I can just go through and best believe Teddy P and Anita Baker and Sade and Marvin Gaye are all in that in that order. All right, let's talk about Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. I'm going Shaka. Yeah. You know, Shaka's heavy in my playlist. Juggernaut. You know? Juggernaut right there. Yeah, Gangsta. Stephanie Mills is good, but Shaka's just different, man. Yeah. Just different. Yeah. All right, we're going to do this one for you. I know this one's going to hit you. This is going to be the last one, right? George Gervin or Dominique? It's not even a... You know, yeah, I know you're gonna give me George. I mean Dominique because he played at Georgia and all that stuff. Yeah. Military kid, so yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I vibe with him. The human highlight realm, but that George, the Iceman Gervin, was my first NBA love right there, man. man. I, you know, people know a lot of people don't know. Um, before my mom moved us back to Georgia, I lived in San Antonio mm-hmm. for my younger years, four or five maybe six years, and we used to go to the Hemisphere Arena where the Spurs played and watch Ice put on a show. Yeah. You know, with the, the long socks, with the, you know, he was one of the first Nike dudes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and so if you if you guys know what I'm talking about, you know everybody got that poster of, of Ice, Ice sitting on that, on that Ice recliner or whatever, throne yeah. or whatever it was. And just he just looking smooth up there. We're gonna recreate that. We're gonna recreate oh, yeah, it. Watch, 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 watch. We're gonna recreate it. When we start out some of our other things, it's in line. I'm gonna recreate some of those old things. You know, when the when the money roll in, we got a budget to knock some of those things out. I got some things in play. We might we might can get that popping one day. You might can live the the legends uh footsteps. Right. That'd be dope. Ice. All right. Girl. All right, that that's that's my spill. You got a this is that for me? Yeah, man, we just went through so many. Yeah, don't don't you do know? it. Don't worry, I know you're a little sleepy, but we're gonna we're gonna get into something um, that I think that I know you definitely have a strong opinion about because I do too. We at the ESPN posted something today that I saw. Well, first before we get into ESPN, we gotta acknowledge that you know the Nets are eight and two in the last ten games, and as as of today, as of us speaking. The the Jazz are the number one team in the Western Conference. I think they rung off like seven, eight straight or something like that. What is what is this telling you about the season though? Is this just like, you know, nothing? It's just, you know, everybody has this little ebbs and flows of the season. It's not much to pay attention to. It's to expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't know if a team is just as easy as the Jazz are number one. They could have some guys out for COVID in the next couple of weeks and miss some games and be in fifth, sixth place. You know, 
injuries, you know, just uh, – What do you think of the way they're playing, though? I think they're – I mean, they're, they're, they're playing the way they always play. Yeah. They play hard. They play smart. They play a steady pace that suits them. And, um, you know, let's, let's face it, they're, they're also playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know, they were in a dog fight with Denver last year. Without Bogdan, too. You know, and, you know, and they came up short. And now you get him back, you know, and he's sitting there thinking, like, man, had I been available, who knows? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, they're playing the way we, you know, they always play well. Yeah. You know? You think they got a real shot this time, though? To make it to us in conference final, the final four teams in the West, maybe, yeah, maybe. You, but it's it's gonna be a dogfight. If they get, if they get, if they get the Clippers, if they get the Clippers with the teams that stand, do you see them getting past the Clippers? The Clippers, as currently constructed, both teams, it could be it could be a dogfight. I, I think the Clippers have enough star power to get them over the top, but. It'll be some problems. Mm-hmm. It'll be some problems for sure. Because the Clippers still haven't solved their point guard situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they're, and they're not very big. They've been playing good basketball, though, but I'm still not a believer. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> I, I have, I have like, succumbed to the fact that, like, I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna buy a pair of Paul George sneakers. I like them. I like them. And I can't, I can't wear them other ones, man. And you know, I'm still figuring out the Puma J. Cole joints. I don't know if I can do those yet. Oh, you haven't seen them. Don't no. worry. They they look all right. I'm still thinking if I can get my hands on a pair of them, but you know, we gotta be divvying up money different these days. But I'm I'm looking at the PGs like ah, even with a pair of Kyrie's because I like my shoes low top. And hastens it pains me to say it, but I see it. But with that though, eight and two in the last ten games for the Nets. Yeah. I like to go back and look at um, the the ten teams that they played, though. Yeah, you know, because the East, we all know, like the East, some of the teams have been their rosters have been depleted for for numerous reasons, and uh, and let's face it, mm-hmm. from day one when when James Harden went there, scoring was not a problem at all. It's just defense. Yeah. You know, and so I did see the other night they just they just beat somebody, but both teams scored a hundred plus. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that last night they beat OKC like one oh one twenty to one oh three. Right. Something like that. And see that's even though they won by double digits, it's still a problem to me that OKC scored a hundred on you. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. Paul's yeah. not there anymore. They they have this crazy situation where I saw something about Cleveland potentially buying out Andre Drummond's contract and then Andre Drummond joining the Nets. Now, that would be huge. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be huge. That would change that whole defensive um, presence. Between him and Andre... DeAndre uh, Jordan? DeAndre Jordan, I mean, that would be huge. That would be yeah. a good two-headed monster for them down For there. sure. And you don't have to rely too much on DeAndre, I mean, uh, DeAndre Jordan anymore. That'll be crazy. If that happens, I'd be all types of lost. I'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, come on. That's that's tough. But um we wanna get into this um most influential players of the last thirty years. Um ESPN has had four people picked. Um the people they chose were MJ, of course, Kobe, of course, LeBron, of course, and then Steph Curry. Um when I brought it to you, you know, you you said you were in agreement. Um, 
And and for me, much like a lot of my peers and a lot of people I've seen, and you and I have talked about this, but in a different light, in different ways. Um, I think that Allen Iverson is and has been discredited a lot when it comes to his influence. Now we're talking about influence, the most influential. I think Iverson maybe don't just make it a top four. You got to put five, and at five you can stop it there with Iverson and that top five. But I'm I'm looking at it like AI is one of the most influential players there was, and that I think that they may may be on and off the court. And have him left off that, I don't know. But you got a strong opinion about these things. I do, because the way you're looking at it is from a, is the way I would look at it from a personal standpoint of how Iverson impacted me. But when I see Steph Curry up there as the lone little guard with three guys who are big wings, you know, you think about those three big wings. There, you know, how people say you're jacks of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. Well, these th- those three guys are almost masters of all trades, mm-hmm. you know, and so they impact the game in various ways. And Iverson changed the game in terms of people looking at little guards aren't supposed to be able to get into the paint that often and take that abuse, but Steph Curry has impacted the game by you can be a little guy and I'm going to make you come into my world on my island and guard me out here. And so it's easier for people to try to emulate Steph Curry than it is Allen Iverson because nobody wants to take that beating. And so when you think about it, when they have those four guys up there, they're they're talking about a global influence. And when you talk about Steph Curry, he has literally changed the way he's changed the way people construct their rosters. He's changed the way the game is played. He's he's changed the way shooters are viewed now. Joe Harris doesn't get 90 million if there's no Steph Curry popping off a few years ago. And so and then we talk about just. Those four guys alone, we all know, it's marketing. And what comes along with marketing? What will allow you access to everyone's household? And that's that's your image. And you know, in AI, AI has done a great job to clean up his image as of late because he's gotten older, of course. But we all know, those of us that were around close know that AI's image wasn't that great. And that's just who he was. But see, this is this is my thing. When we, when we use the word influence and most influential, right? Like I will, like I say, I, I give Steph credit for everything that he's done and everything that he's you know going to continue to do because he's the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my life, right? By far, right? Off the dribble. Yeah. See, look, even yeah, there's questions there off the dribble and things. But when I when I'm talking about influence. Right. And you talk about hoopers or whoever else. I mean, no, headbands, tattoos, the way you move, you know, the, the way you control the game off the court influence culturally and, and what that does to basketball players worldwide. And for me, I look at I look at AI and I look at um, Steph. Right. Steph is 
it's, we talked about this before. He's like picture perfect image for the league, right? And we talk about how a machine gets behind you and all these things. And they kind of give him an even larger platform to be great, right? I've never seen that one person wearing a pair of Steph Curry shoes, right? I've, I've, and, and I'm talking about an armor brand that in a lot of ways is looked at kind of Reebok basketball brand was kind of, you know, let me out. Let me, oh, let me, and, let me, and let me Like, like Steph, like AI's influence on the hood, AI influence me, on those white kids that he, people don't admit was way, way, but, way bigger and deeper than all those things. And that's even with, as you said, he didn't have the 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 savvy or whatever to to please the whitewashed media because he had tattoos and braids. But listen, man, he dictated a lot more yeah, than me. But, but let me say this, man: when it comes to the shoes. It's a big, it's a big difference in what AI was wearing compared to Steph. Those things are corny. I'm just, I'm just being <laughs> but, real. But that's influence to me, though. That's influence. That's influence. Let me finish. AI after those first couple pair of Reeboks, nobody was buying them, and everybody was talking about, yo, those things are hideous. Because I even had, a, I played IBA in a pair. But once, he, once those other stuff, people weren't buying those. But what I'm saying is that it's a big difference. AI, yes, AI had an impact on our people, but Steph Curry, if AI's impact was a seven, Steph Curry's is like a 10, because there are more people out there that are small guards that will try to emulate Steph Curry as opposed to Iverson as a total totality. I'm, I'm not saying just certain people, I mean a lot of people, because there are a lot of people who are just shooters and now they're able to put a little handle with their game, shoot from deep. That's Steph Curry. I'm Everybody up. couldn't do what AI was doing. And and it just wasn't AI wasn't gonna be in everybody's household. But this is this is what my argument there is because you talking about right now, right? Which of course your influence is always based on the generation under you, right? And so I'm saying AI's generation, AI's influence on even the LeBron Mellows and all of them that came after and everything else, it's much deeper and heavier. You know what I'm saying? It's much more impactful in, in those households too. It's white kids I know that was at school that never could play basketball a day in their life and they love Iverson. They wearing headbands yeah. and all those other those things. And to me, I say it's, it's when your light is, is trying to be dimmed, Right. We talk about how um, Isaiah Thomas got two rings in the middle of a bird magic and MJ prime and, and, you know, glow. And people don't talk about that much. Right. That's you talk about the greatest small guard ever. It's probably him. Right. The way he uplifted that team and everything there. But if you can shine the way I AI did with the league, not wanting you to be in that space, it's just because your influence is right. just that strong. But also, that's different. Right. I'm saying, but it also comes in. It also comes down to what you're doing on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. And and this we're gonna be real. Even though we talk about <clears throat> I personally talk about Steph Curry being a benefactor of certain situations, whatever, but what he's done on the court has even you best shooter I've ever seen. AI was I AI is one of the best two guards ever. Not the best. Okay. Let's let's talk about that though, right? Let's talk about what AI did on the court and in that time. Because I always say too that, you know, you you would have been able to put AI anywhere, right? And he would have been AI. You believe so? AI get in, 
He would have been AI, right? So we talked about times where it's like if if he's got the ball in his hands, right? We talked about if Steph would have got drafted to Portland and Dane would have got drafted to to the Warriors, been different situation, yeah, right? right? So what I'm gonna say here is that the game changed a lot, and although Steph. You know, he's blossoming to what he's blossoming him to. I also think that, you know, the, the rule changes offensively. And then him being able to have that leeway to to go and have that green light during that True. time, that, that changes a lot of different things, right? Because yeah. he wasn't coming in and being – in certain well, situations, it may be a lot different. It may be a lot different. But can, hold on, hold on. He said, but if you put Steph in 2001 with that Tyrone Hill, McGuire team in Philly, does he take them to the finals and even still a game against a Kobe Shaq uh, Laker team? Does he do that? Does he dominate like well, that at that size? Well, let me, let me answer that. Well, first, let's not talk about... But does he, a yes or no. Does he do that? He might. I'm just saying because he can stretch the floor so much. You know what I'm saying? And when they think about it, that team was constructed... So AI can just have the ball in his hands and he can take 30 shots. And so we all know if Steph gets 30 shots, he's putting up some buckets. You know what I'm saying? Did you see Steph the other day walking around his off the court with his full body iced up? Iced up. And that's just off shooting jumpers, right? And you talk about now, just beating the AI team. You're talking about errors. You're talking about different errors, right? But that's the point, though. You're talking about right, but, that but, size. But I'm going to be real with you. Can, if you put AI with Golden State, he wouldn't be AI because he's got to have the ball in his hands. He ain't no dude that's going to sit there and run around and wait for his turn. That ain't his game. And that's no, no knock against him. It's no knock against Steph. But let's not act like Steph wasn't playing at Davidson and giving it to all the big schools every time, every year that he saw them when we know AI was doing his thing, but he was at Georgetown. I think we, I think we got to give AI more credit too about what he would be able to do with other teams. Because when he was in Denver, he was still an All Star. He was still averaging about yeah. twenty five points without having the ball in his hand. No, the feature ball was, was Mello. in his hands. It was, but it was still featuring with Mello too, though. The it ball wasn't, was in his hands. But you man. still got Mello, a young Mello too. So it was. I, I think. Mean, I, and and he's a better passer than what he's giving the, the light to. Like he with with Eric Snow and shout out to them because they were. You know, great compliments to him, but you know, I think AI deserves a more credit. Nah, man, listen, I'm, not, listen, I'm not saying he was, I'm just telling you, in terms of a global influence, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about, we're not talking about just stateside, we're talking about a global influence in every household. That's manufactured. That's why I'm not giving it love. That's manufactured. Like all it's like not, it's not manufactured. Man. You you can't manufacture what somebody in their houses household is taking. And you know just as well as I know, coming from Eastern Midnight University, you know the inside conversations that some people have in their homes. And you know influence a lot comes from your parents and also the way you're raised. And, and we also we all know that there are a lot of households that will not allow or wouldn't be as accepting to the style of play or how can I say it, the 
the, the hip hop embracing. But that I love that you said that, right? Yeah, I'm, because I'm, because as much as people try to hide their kids from hip hop or hide their kids from t- tattoos and braids and stuff, they couldn't resist but, it. So but, what I'm saying is that his funny. influence is even stronger. Right. You know, at EMU, my my coach loves Iverson more than he loves. Right. Uh, but that's, but you, know what, you know what your coach wasn't gonna do? Your coach wasn't gonna say, "I want you." To emulate your game after AI because he knew you can't play that. No, way. listen, we a year before I got there, one of our better players that ever played there tatted up head to toe, head to ankle. She played the same way as obviously our coach let him go with that. Because I think he can play. Yeah, but, but, we, but we, no, we sitting here talking about influence. How many, no, stop, stop, no, stop. What stop you mean? Listen, how many kids out there? We're talking about across. Let's talk about just the U.S. across Middle America right now. That play basketball for play five or six years have a better chance of just hitting jump shots or doing all the moves AI can do to get to the basket. Yo, do you see how many moves uh, Steph makes before he takes a shot? There's no difference there. He just can't get to the basket the same way. He don't finish the same way. Well, and, Steph, and you're talking about right now, like Steph, AI a- a- not playing right now, so they don't get to see that right there. But, you know, as time goes. But, but Steph, you know, he catches and shoots a yeah. lot. But what I'm saying is the influence is more than just that on the court, too, right? And, like, you've been – you always talk about that. Whatever a parent says about what they want their child to see or whatever else. Like, I've been there, too, to where right. a kid might have been one day where they couldn't wait to get out the house so they can finally listen to uh, whole or 50 Cent or whatever. And Hold on, hold on. And for, for AI to be an embodiment of hip-hop, too, which is the most influ- influential culture in the world, period, and for him to be, like, the epitome of that. Yeah, Jada right, Kiss okay, in, okay. in the Reebok commercial. Shout out to Hoopad. I've worked with them for years. <laughs> We've had five, 6,000 kids that have come through. And let me tell you, even though those Under Armour suck, I've seen so many kids rocking those underarmers and people coming out. And this is, you can get every coach, grassroots, middle school, high school, college, professional. And, and you can see what you say. It's a whole generation of cats launching threes when they shouldn't be launching threes. And you and I have gone over this the last couple of weeks with guys and said, yo, Steph Curry's dad who's one of the greatest shooters of all time would not allow him to shoot threes until he was a freshman in high school because yeah. his body was stronger. Yeah. And I'm sitting here telling you that in my 47 years on this earth, I've gone to the gym teaching kids from five on up to 35 or whatever. And I've seen more kids come in trying to emulate Steph than AI. But you're, you and AI are similar in age, right? Not not far from each other in right. age, right? Right. So while AI was doing that, and when you would be able to be in a position that you are similar, now you were still playing. But, but well, well, hold on, hold on. But you were still playing heavily, and now you see, right? And now you still see, you still you see even more and pay even more attention to there. I'm telling you that there was more kids wearing headband sleeves. They had fake tattoo sleeves. They had braids. All of that was because, okay, and you talk about those Under Armour shoes. Also put in the fact that D.C. is right there, 45 minutes away from the where the Under Armour headquarters is. And I know marketing and how that goes. When you flood something around, it's yeah, bound to get there, especially yeah, but, with the I'm crowd that you're talking you, but, about, dude. But, but I'm telling yeah. you this right here, though. This, this is what I'm trying to say to you is that more people. For you, for you, for I'm what you've not, seen. I'm just telling you from whether I was in in Jersey, 
teaching, or whatever, I've seen more people being able to try to launch shots than do all the other stuff. And you talk about you talk about the headbands, all stuff. Yes, right? yes. No, I'm, what I'm, I'm not saying the... is that here's what I'm saying to you. You got that corporate kid who's manufactured. Who, no, that, as soon as you say corporate, it just no, broad no, no, the window no, no, for no. me. I'm talking about a, a person who's 25, 26, who's going at lunch to go hoop. He is not going. <laughs> no, that's in, not true, man. Wearing headbands and all that. It's <laughs> not on, true. Man. We've but seen it too, man. It's Steph not true, Curry, man. Steph Curry has made everybody in the world feel comfortable now that, man, I can just, I can just, I can be clean cut and just play. And I'm, I'm just being real with you. Man, I, I don't know if Steph did that, but I, I would say that, and again, I'm not knocking his influence, but I'm talking about influence as a whole. Outside, you know, Jordan has done this thing. Um, we know how he's he's done it. We know, you know, Kobe and his space as winning winning um winning Emmys, you know, um winning Oscars. I think you want Tony. Um, you know, just being in the uncharted territory on top of, you know, the shoes and the Mamba, and LeBron being who he is. I'm saying the influence that you talking about Steph had and all of those guys were talking about on court of course absolutely all of them impacted the game different when we talk about most influential outside of everything I'm all saying right. AI AI just different I, AI I'm, just completely different I, know I didn't want to say this but there's more white people in the US than black it's not even close and he resonates more with them than AI does. I don't think that's true because hip hop is the biggest genre of music in the most popular culture in the world, and that's because of white people. We're but basketball and basketball and hip hop are synonymous, and AI was a direct. Everybody. That's what I, I disagree. We're here in Dubai right now. We're here in Dubai right now, and we talk about. I told you how we've been out in the clubs or parties, and they break off into. Breakdancing groups and circles. All of, all of them. I seen. I seen most several of them wearing AI our, jerseys with most, braids. Most of our kids, of our hundred plus kids, don't even know who AI is. And hold on. Head is talking. No, 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 no. no. Well, you call it, You can't make that statement. Then not preface it with the fact that they don't watch basketball at all here. Hold that on, ain't no, fair. No, 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 that no, ain't no, fair to say no, that. The people that don't watch, they still know who Steph Curry is. They they've heard about who Steph Curry, but they don't know much much about any of them. But they haven't heard of AI. And so this is what I'm saying to you. That and all the old heads who are listening that know me have said, they've heard me say this. AI was a guy that played extremely well when he was in the league. And I said, I said that within 10 to 15 years, that AI could quite possibly be a forgotten subject. And it almost he was, but I'm, I'm so glad that he did certain things like would come back and show the Sixers love. And, things, and so people were able to to get a chance to know him and celebrate him and things like that. But what I'm saying to you is that he's a bad man. One yes, of my favorite agreed. players. Agreed. But we're just talking about overall influence. It's just it's just different. What, it's what just I'm, different. I'm saying is, is the difference is, is that that you brought up corporate. There's a machine behind that stuff, that light-skinned guy, Christian values, that's pushing that and making that stuff. And as I know from marketing and everything else, the more you put something in the front of the body, the more favorable it gets. Yeah. But I do know marketing. And yeah. I do know that he is he is somebody that more people identify with. And, and when I say, we talk about 
we talk about hip hop. There are people who listen to hip hop that stormed the Capitol before I left. But those people aren't going out to emulate it. And that's all I'm saying to everybody. I don't know about all that. I, I have to fake that. But I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my argument with saying that like as a as a whole, a genuine influence on a culture, basketball, and off the court, everything. AI's influence is it's, is is unmatched, and it's not, and it's and it's garnered authentically without any extra push because the the league didn't want him to be the head of anything. They still people don't really give him that space of anything. So I'm saying that for me, and but, what I've seen, and the people that I've seen, and I don't know if this is my VA bias or what, but AI is 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 that AI is that for sure? A whole generation wearing braids. You know what I'm saying? A whole generation, like you got, and everybody tried to, and growing. I remember everybody telling us, "Y'all got to cut your hair or whatever." I couldn't. My mom will let me grow hair well, now, just, but but I, that's an AI I'm influence. That's different. Yeah. Out of the people wearing braids and stuff, it's still a small percentage of the world. That's what I'm trying to say to you, man. If we were to call some people now that I, I'm not gonna say names, that coach or play in other parts, and then we talk about what people actually are doing in terms of the culture of the game, and people, yeah, of course AI gets his love, but we we talk about they've had three guys on there. We talk about Kobe. Yeah, MJ, LeBron. Yeah, different. But those, those, they, they in their own tier, even with that too. But I'm just saying. But you're talking. We're just talking about a global factor. That's all I'm saying, man. Yeah. It's just a big difference. But I'm, I'm not even gonna get into it no more. I'm not. <laughs> I don't care. Like, but we finish it. We finish yeah, it. Well, but, I'm, I'm, but, but, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm sticking with my my AI thing. So when we go into this, um, we talk about those players. We talk about influence. Um, somebody who can do it or who has done it at the highest level on both college and pro. There aren't many that we can say have done it that way. Right. So like, you asked me this question earlier is like, who are the players with the greatest college and professional careers? Like not one, not somebody who was like a Jimmer for that, who in college, they were legendary putting up numbers, but couldn't find any footing in the league. But OGs that did both, and to me, you stumped me when you said it. I had no clue other than, you know, um, Mr. Mr. Hook himself, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was good. quick. It was quick. You were like, you almost didn't remember. Yeah, I almost didn't. You I was like. Fan, you got to know this. Yeah, because Kareem was so so great in the league. I mean, the number one scorer of all time, right? So he was so great in the league that you kind of like, yeah. UCLA, and then he's gonna change his name and everything else. But of course, he got—he's probably—he is the best, well, the best college basketball player ever. Yeah, he's he for sure one of them. It's tough to just single out that, but in 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 total, you talk about high school, college, yeah. and professional. Kareem is the best player. Yeah, just this bottom line. Yeah, you know, for those of you that don't know, Kareem lost one game in high school. Yeah. To the matha. Yeah. And then they smashed him the next they time they played. <laughs> he lost one game at UCLA. Yeah. Come on, man. He he they weren't even allowed to play as freshmen. Right. That's nice. So Kareem is a bad man. Yeah. He's a bad man. You know, so we're talking about 
other players who had outstanding college careers and outstanding professional careers. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put me on to this one. This is this is when you bridging the gap for me because I don't really remember like who did both. I said I said uh, Mike Beasley could have been one of those if he had panned out in the league, but you was like he didn't do enough in college. I was like, but man, with the Mike I remember was killing the Big Twelve. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. You know, we, we, we want to talk about a, a person who dominated college and didn't get a chance to do it in the league, but they were on the cusp of being great, but injuries killed him. Ralph Sampson. Uh, Ralph Sampson's three-time player of the year. You know, that's a Harrisonburg dude right there. I've seen Ralph in person a few times. You got to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Think about him and Elijah yeah, Twin Towers, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Injuries. Yeah. Injuries. He, he still got his ring, though. I got I got a pair of Ralph Sampson Pumas upstairs downstairs too. <laughs> if, if if anybody from Puma is listening, we have we have a bunch of kids out here that love basketball and we're trying to rebuild the culture. So of our two hundred plus kids, only thirty of them have basketball shoes and they're the wrong kind. So if you want to get with some guys that know how to put it together, you know, we're around. Shout out to Puma. <laughs> um what about the great Bill Russell? Uh, I don't know much about Bill. I know he went to San Francisco. San Francisco. But what man. did he do in San Fran, though? Dominated. Dominated. I'm trying to find his exact stuff now. But if I'm not mistaken, he took them to the championship game. And, you know, they have no business being in there. <clears throat> when you even think about this, why are you looking that up? Like, well, let me, let me, I got it. Right. Two national championships. Leading San Francisco back to back. San Fran? You know, San Fran was, you know, I was on it when I was in prep school. They had popped up at prep and was, and was giving some love. So I got done. I was, I was ready to go too. San Francisco. <laughs> Ain't heard much from them since either. Nope. But, but is it? So you got, you got Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, right? You got Bill Russell. Who else? They had great NBA career. MJ. He was a he was great college player though. He was playing. He was, it's tough. He was national player of the year. But he didn't have careers like like you talking about Lou Al. Because they always talked about how even within that system he was he, Yeah, he didn't expect the only person to hold him under 20 points. Yeah. Was, but we talk about <clears throat> in a league battling Lynn Bias and him being ACC player of the year, he was a bad man. Yeah. He was bad. Um <clears throat> People would shout out to Chaz. Chaz would throw Chris Webber in there, you know. I'm not. I I can't do it. Chaz would say it. Um, Chris Chris disappointed me with some things. <laughs> yeah, this is the principal. Um, some locker room stuff. You know, Magic had a great career. Yeah, Magic, Magic and Bird. You know. Magic and Bird for sure. Yeah, it's Magic and Bird. Indiana, Indiana State. Indiana State. It was blue, right? The national championship game. Yeah. I thought Indiana State was still Indiana, though. Because you, you, you know how when Penny was at Memphis State, and now Memphis State now is just Memphis, Memphis yeah. I was just like, oh, it's the same. But no, nah, yeah, it's two different ones. Two different ones for sure. Yeah. Um, man, let's talk about guys who had outstanding college careers. And went to the pros. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that too. Those, especially those guards like Childress, and Brandon. we talk about Kenny, Kenny Anderson, and Brandon. Brandon. Kenny Anderson, you know that's a that's a, a soft spot in my heart because 
Kenny Anderson was one of those guys that fell victim of going to the wrong franchise with the wrong yeah. coach. But we talk about it though. That's yeah. that's vital. That's sure. vital. Um, because Kenny Anderson being part of, you know, they say Brooklyn is lethal weapon three. Yeah. The first lethal weapon three was at Georgia Tech. Right. Ryan what? Oliver, mm-hmm. Dennis Scott, and Ooh. Kenny Anderson. Ooh, yeah. They, yeah. They were a mob. They were a mob. People forget about, we talk about great college careers. Never nervous, Purvis Ellison. Yo, listen, y'all, <laughs> y'all had some wild nicknames back there. That was, that's a long one right there. Never nervous. Purvis Elias Ellison. Okay. He was a bad man in Louisville. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, people, you know, I think you might have mentioned this the other day. Uh, Chris Jackson. Yes. But now his name is, uh, Rock, I can't mm, pronounce it. Yes, yes, yes. Mahmoud. Mahmoud, Raouf, somebody like yeah. that. Chris Jackson may have had the best freshman year. In college basketball history. You got to talk about that. Man, coming in to the SEC at LSU. It's it's Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, just to be sure. Show respect to him. And leading the nation in scoring while having Tourette's syndrome. Yes, I didn't know that when you said that. He had Tourette's. Yes. Man. Yes. So, you know, his in and out might have been a little, 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 <laughs> a little bit more, oh, a little bit more shoulder to it. That's tough. But he was a bad man. Yeah. And I remember, um, like, uh, it was a comment about three years ago where they said that the league had never seen anything like Steph. And then Phil Jackson said, but there was Chris Jackson. Yep. Yeah. And, and I know for him, he was a man of high principle too. Right. You know, he didn't right. believe in standing up for, for the flag. But what was, what was it like watching that though? Cause just his career from LSU on up, cause you say he was electrifying, right? You know, when you, you, him being LSU, who's, who's everybody going to compare him to in terms of flash? Uh, pistol. Pistol. And so, you know, him coming in there, his slash was a little different than Pistol. Pistol was, you know, handle, get to the basket, you know, and things like that. And Chris Jackson was shooting that thing from 35. 35. Off the bounce. And his pump fake was crazy. Yes. I keep, I seen some things in there. He used to lean into that joint. I was like, man, you getting me up off my feet every time. So, you know, just watching him, man, and knowing, you know, back then, you know, we had, Real Sports Illustrated stories and things, and you got to know the players and to to read about his story and then to do you know um, to do you know something like a documentary on and stuff like that. You got to know his daily struggles for him to just function daily at a major university and then to go out and perform like that under the bright lights. Yeah, it, it was incredible, man. Yeah. So him so, having to rest, like you say that, I'm thinking right now, like, sheesh, right? Yeah. Like that's tough, that's and then tough. having to still battle those same things he had to battle in yeah. in the league with his beliefs and everything else. Yeah. That's tough, Sharif. But so where do we go from there now? Though, like we watch college basketball now, and we talked about how right now Duke, Kentucky, and UNC, n- none of them. I think it may be different next week, but none of them are in the top twenty-five. None of them are looking like they're going to do much of anything. In fact, Kentucky has its worst record since like nineteen twenty-three. Like, it's just a completely different landscape. Do we get another conversation like this to, like, who is one of the greatest when their college and pro careers combined? Hmm. 
there, man, it's tough because so many people have great college careers and come in and that hype, that hype gets to you, man. That's a lot of pressure, especially in today's era of sports because everything you do can be documented. You know, I'm going to say just recently, the person that I have been real impressed with in terms of how he's handling things is um, Zion. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yes, he only played one year, mm-hmm. but it was a spectacular year that he shared with two other first round picks. And two. and the year before in high school, he was he was I had never seen nothing like it. Ain't nothing nothing like it before, right? Like he was hyped up differently. And I can tell you this, I was not a believer even after the first year. Like I'm I'm a John Morant guy. Like I'm like, you know, that's the one I'm putting my money in. It's because of the way he plays basketball. And I wasn't I wasn't sure how his uh game would trans transfer to the league as far as Zion, because I wasn't sure what type of skill he had. I know he can jump, I know he was stronger than everybody, but I didn't know if he could you know, get that stuff done, especially if he needed to be in the right system too, right? But hey, he's been getting it done, high percentage. Fortunately for him, he does know how to play, and he he's always in the right spots. He's got a he's got a high motor, mm. and let's face it, you ain't gotta be powerful to play the four anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the four, he, is, the four is not what it used to be. And you can't touch him, like because if he had to play the four when it was Antonio Davis, KG, Tim Duncan, you know, you know things would be different. But I have to still see it because he is physical, and Barkley was able to survive. Yeah, you know? but Barkley could shoot. Barkley had different pat. Barkley was, and I Barkley get on my nerves because he's ignorant sometimes. <laughs> but Barkley, Barkley was MVP. Right. But but Barkley wasn't Barkley wasn't a shooter and everything early in his career in Philly. That nah, was, but you but but he was fat though. Yeah, yeah. but that ain't got nothing to do with shooting. Because what's my man that plays for Lakers right now? He's been chubby his whole career, but he can shoot that thing. Who you talking about? Boston oh, Boston. you talking about uh, uh, Jay Dud? Yeah, Jay Dud. Yeah, Dud. Sure, he can shoot that thing. <laughs> no, that that's funny. No, that's funny. That's interesting though. I I I like Zion too. I mean, I've grown to re, to respect it because I was him. I was like, man, he mean getting it done. He getting it done. When I, I first was, saw him, he was a sophomore in high school. Shout out to Paul Dewberry who sent me the video. Mm-hmm. Sent me not this wasn't anything off any any uh, Instagram anything. He sent me his own video. I said, yo. This could be, yeah. This could be like a, the next athlete, like LeBron. And I was like, man, look who he's playing against. Yeah. And so I was, I still was, I was like, he can get up. Yeah. I was like, but look who he's playing against. But when he got the Duke, I was like, okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's it's cool. I definitely want to watch the next couple of years because I think that's another one the league is trying to push. Right. I think John Moran's is of that AI. You know, uh, mode just look just a little different, cut different, and I think that's what more of the college basketball um, um, that effect is going to be going forward. You know, we talked about is there going to be a great pro, great you know college type of story. I think it's going to be more of those stories of a John Morant, Fred Van Vliet, Steph Curry, to where those small major fines, mid major fines, turn into NBA All Star. I think it's going to be more of those type of stories than 
you know, somebody who went like Kareem and all those guys to high majors and then came in and just started crushing it. Yeah. Let's speak about that. Seth Greenberg, you screwed oh, up. Oh, man. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Twice. That's, Seth, that can't happen. Yeah. Not when his not when his dad's got paper and said he'll just pay for them to be walk on. You take that. And and he and he still ain't coaching. Yep. Yeah, then that's a wrap there. Yeah. Um there was something else that I wanted to just bring forward to. That that Seth, Seth Greenberg thing sounds so crazy it made me just forget. It's unreal. It just yeah. I've never seen it happen before. Yeah. Not for kids, not for kids who come from a good family that's respectful. They just want to play where their dad played. For those people who don't know, Steph Curry's father, Dale Curry, played at Virginia Tech. Steph Curry's father is from Virginia. He's, you know, a local kid around there. And they were going to go, he was going to go to Virginia Tech free. He was going to pay for his education. And Seth Greenberg said he wasn't good enough. And then, you know, lo and behold, you have that, that Davidson Cinderella story. Twice. And, yes. <laughs> yes. And and then you also have um Seth Curry, who went to Liberty. Went to Liberty. And then transferred to Duke. To Duke. Yes. And you see what he's doing now in Philly and how much the Mavericks are missing him. You know. But hey, that's that's basketball, right? Some sometimes people miss out and you know it is their fault. But we're gonna see how that turns out. Um, but you know, I think this is a good makeup episode, man. I think we got some good energy here. I think the people are gonna love that AI influence thing. We're gonna we're gonna run some polls to see what people think. You send some stuff out to your people, we we can tap into it and see what people yeah, that's, a, that's a good that's a good group conversation though. Like we're talking about bridging the gap, kinda of good to see. That's a good group conversation. We can have more than one of us in here talking about it. Maybe every time we get a guest, we're gonna ask a guest that question. Every yeah. time. Just, just to, to see. We just to see. Yeah, because um just to I can see. send it out to my group. My guys, they ain't answer. They gonna man. Wait till we get together and talk. Right, all right, right, right. All, all, all y'all dudes probably crazy too. He ain't around Coach King, I know. But um, you know, that's another great episode. We got to get some some good heavy talking there. Um, in the coming weeks, there's gonna be more going on, and we're gonna have some things to share. Um, as always, if you're in the UAE, if you're in Dubai, you want to get some hooping in. Um, you know, you can contact us at. Hoopmountain.ae online and our Instagram is hoopmountaindxb. Um, our WhatsApp numbers are there available. Um, well, first and foremost, I want to uh, commend the UAE for the, for keeping us so safe um, during this COVID process. Um, as these cases have begun to spike a little bit, we just want to remind everybody, all institutions, all leaders, everybody that's uh, that's open, working, and and taking care of business to still make sure you're staying safe, um, especially if you're taking care of kids and anything else. Stay safe. Take the necessary precautions. Adhere to the rules. Um, you know, what you do is, is going to save a life. So let's make sure we're handling that as we move forward in this crisis and, and try to get back to a, um, an even flow for life again. Um, but before we wrap up, OG, what you got for us? Um, you know, something in terms of basketball um, this time, you know, for for all the young players out there that aspire to to make their next team once everything, once the world goes back to uh, normal, uh, take this time to work on your game. Don't sit around idle thinking that once things somewhat start to go back to normal, you can pick it up 
where you left off and and be on pace. No. This time right now is important. Any opportunity you have where you can still be in a safe environment and work on your game, take advantage of the moment. Because just just know that there's always somebody out there working just as hard as, you, as, hard as you or maybe even harder. So if you want to be a ball player, work on your game. Absolutely. We, we reiterate that every chance we get with our young bucks here who mountain and everywhere else. Um, from my, sport, my standpoint, I'm going to give you guys um, something light for me. Uh, people talk about being able to like control your own destiny to, to speak. Um, I, one of my favorite quotes is, your life is a manifestation of your dream. So use your dreams, paint them on your canvas, and make it happen the way you'd want them to happen. So, um, you know, dream a new dream, keep pushing, but none of that stuff matters if you don't do what Coach said and work. Put in the time, put in the time, put in the time. Um, that's us from Bridging the Cat Podcast. Now remember, there's somebody out there that loves you. So keep pushing, keep fighting. That's all for us today. Thank you.